everybody, welcome to the Mike Bloschetti Show. I'm Mike Bloschetti, and my lovely and talented co-host, actress, and writer, Jenny Springs. Thank you, Mike. How are you doing today? Good, Jen. I'm doing good because, but I fouled up before this started. You okay. know in real life what a clumsy oaf I am, spilling, mocking stuff, right? I was trying to put the uh, phone up in the thing here, right? Mm -hmm. And it just went to pieces. But thank God, as luck would have it, I went out and got this last week. And if I didn't get it, I would be crying all night long here right now. You know? Yeah, well, it's a good thing you did that. It's a good thing you got that case. I know, because, yeah. oh, you know what I'm drinking tonight? Watch this. Yes. This is a, a... And here is Mike Shetty. Uh, Mike Hi, Shetty. Thank you, Jenny. How you doing today? Good. I'm pretty good. Good. Same here. Another day, another thing, because Jen, I started eating these things. Yeah. Veggie sticks. They taste, they taste kind of like vegetables. I don't know what they are, because 10 years from now, who knows what they'll be doing with us. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I think those are pretty processed. I think they're more I like know. chips than vegetables. But Organic is the best. What is? Organic. Oh, organic, yeah. Yeah, like uh, organic fruits are the best because there's no chemicals, you know what I mean? All you got to do is wash them in the water. Jen, just a, my, my friend Walker, she's a comedian, actress, writer. I know her for a bunch of years. She's originally from Maryland. Yep. Nice. Indeed. Hey, Walker, this is Jenny. She's my co host. Hi, Walker. Nice to meet you. <laughs> nice to meet you too. <laughs> we, so, where do you live now? I'm in Atlanta. You're in Atlanta. Okay. Yeah. You like it there? I do. I love it. It's uh, it's really fun. I relocated here actually before pandemic. So okay. I got out in the nick of time. <laughs> and then I just, yeah, split my time between the two. But yeah, I'm based here. Mm -hmm. Now, what about Maryland? Do you like it there too? Um, yeah, I mean, my I still have some family there, but um, I mainly go there now just for work, just for opportunities. I did the uh, Kennedy Center last Saturday in DC, so that was incredible. Um, and I'll go home for shows, but yeah, mostly mostly down south now. That's nice. That's cool. So, what kind of shows do you do? I'm a stand up. Okay, so I can ask you the same question. This is scary for you, like God. getting getting up there and like if something falls flat like what do you what do you do um you, you move on yeah. <laughs> I don't I'm not like I, I mean I know Mike is uh is good at like addressing audience and whatnot um I don't I don't tend to do that but then I don't really have heckle inducing stuff I don't address the crowd a whole lot at least not like specifically I'll just say generalities yeah. but yeah I mean for the most part I just uh, I just keep chugging right along <laughs> you know they're not all going to be home runs you just gotta gotta keep playing all right I think that's a great attitude to have <laughs> so yep. um... uh, okay Jen I'm sorry I'm no, always... I was no, actually no, going to okay. say I, I'm sorry for taking the train of thought away I apologize Don't no worry. It's fine. It's fine. It's slipped um, from my head now. You know, I have a terrible memory. No, but yeah. <laughs> I do. Yeah, but welcome. Um, Jenny's been to California. I've been there a bunch of times, right? And I know you lived out there for a while, right? Yeah. Do you think it's better for, for us to be out there or, or New York just for stuff to happen to us? I think it's like very individual where you're going to thrive. Um, I mean, there's still probably more TV opportunities in California, but I think New York is a better environment for you to get good at being on stage just because there's more breadth of opportunity. You don't need to be in a car so you can do more shows. Um, and like for somebody like me, um, my hair is kind of red right now, but yeah, like I'm naturally blonde haired, blue eyed. There's a lot more of me in California already so I stand out more in New York and I stand out even more in Atlanta just because, you know, the pool is a little bit smaller. So it's just, I think you have to strategize for yourself where you're going to, where you're going to do the best. How do people, I, I like vacation, but I, I don't know how to, you know, to live there is a different thing. It, I mean, I enjoyed my time there, but I prefer being based on the East Coast and just going 
to California for work when I need to. But yeah, I mean, I think I've definitely, I know people that have made the, you know, the leap from New York to Cali and they love it. It's better for them. I lived in New York first, then I went to California and I started stand up in Hollywood. And then I came back because um, New York is just a lot more my vibe. You know, I love California in small pieces. <laughs> like, I don't, when I'm there all the time, it's just not, it's not for me. I want to be like the, the hustle of New York and the energy of New York is just better for me. I love the energy of New York. And I love the fact that you can walk everywhere. Yeah. I mean, it might take a while, but you can walk. In California, when I went there, I mean, you have to drive everywhere. Yeah, and okay. I just felt very disconnected from people. Yeah. Um, and like I said, there's just a lot of my look out there. So I like going somewhere that I'm going to be more, I like to be the one that stands out, Mike. <laughs> yeah, but, yeah, but Jen, when I did Last Comic Stand and like the second one, Kathy Griffin was one of the judges, right? And uh, so was Gary Marshall. So they called people out if they liked them. This was Kathy, she goes, you're a freak, meaning me. Kathy Griffin said but, that to you? Yeah, but Jen, you know what though? In New York, I let part of my French girls, right? I would be like, fuck you, idiot. You know? <laughs> <laughs> Did you say that to her? No, 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 no. I was like, no, you said that on NBC. I felt like saying it, right? <laughs> but I found out she had a freak in LA. I mean, you think you're unique. It's not a bad thing to be a freak in LA. I mean, okay. it, the vibe is just so so she meant it, Yeah. So she meant it in a good way when she called you that? Or do you think? Yeah, like, she was, I actually did her show, right? uh, The D-List. She had me come on and do that. She was very different, you know, because but Gary Marshall was amazing to me. For a few minutes. I mean, he was like, you could see he was a good guy, a warm hearted person. Uh huh. That makes sense. You know? Mm -hmm. Oh, me and Jen talk about this sometimes how people in the East Coast can be obnoxious, especially where we were from. And how are people in Atlanta? Um, yeah, I would say people down here are way more laid back. You know, it's like Southern gentility, Southern hospitality. So um, that's not to say there's not shitty people everywhere, but the vibe here is definitely much like everybody is kind and everybody says please and thank you and all the stuff that you think they do, they do. <laughs> And they hold doors and all that stuff. Yeah, and yeah. I, I do my best to, to watch my mouth here, you know, because I, I, yeah, when you're living in New York, you're just like, oh, how the fuck are ya? And down here, you definitely would stand out for the wrong reasons talking like that. So yeah, I definitely have tried to clean up my language and my, my way of speaking a little bit living down here. But it's great. I mean, everybody down here, I, you know, they call Atlanta Hollywood South. So to me, it's it's all the good things about L.A., but it's still relatively affordable. And I think the people are cooler. Sorry to Californians. Um, but yeah, I mean, in, in Hollywood, it's uh, and you have to be. I mean, it's it's the vibe. You need to be self-centered. You need to be looking out for yourself. After a while, that just gets tiresome to be around. And I feel like here, people are a lot more well-rounded. Not everybody's in entertainment, like they are in California. Yeah, so you just, you, you're meeting people that don't always have an agenda, and I appreciate that. I think I would like that too. It's kind of like the best of both worlds you have. Yeah. Yeah, you have the entertainment yeah. business, you have regular life. It's just, I have a friend who moved down there too for work because I know that it's it's gotten really big yeah it's yeah. thriving it's kind of I mean that's sort of the, the the cool thing about it is it's already thriving obviously and there's lots mm -hmm. of productions here Tyler mm -hmm. Perry has a big studio but it's not saturated the way that obviously Hollywood is and New York as well so right. it's uh it's growing and that's just exciting to kind of be on the cusp of something like that yeah that it is really is plus LA like you said Jen it's kind of weird because like I mean, for me, when I, the difference between New York and LA for me is like um, acting comedy-wise, right? For some reason in LA, they, they like unique people that are different. For some well, reason. I mean, I think that's in part because people in LA are, it's harder for them, right? Everybody wants, everyone in LA wants to just look good. I feel like that's the common denominator. And that's, so when you find people that are like visibly different or interesting, that's 
so much fewer and further between, right? Because in like in New York, fashion and what's popular and all that runs the gamut. But in LA, everything's sort of homogenized, right? That's how we got all the girls that look like Kardashians and whatever. I mean, that's in Hollywood, everyone wants to look like each other. <laughs> not, you know, not everybody, but by and large, like there's a standard of beauty, but in New York, it's, it's a little bit more, you know, unique. Well, because Jenny's, I know you're a writer as well, right? Can you tell us what you worked on? Because Jenny's a phenomenal writer. She's really writes really well. I mean, and she's like, let it, can you let us know what you worked on? I like, I like him. Writers are my favorite people in this business, really. Um, right now I'm working on a script for two really well-known comedians. Um, I can't tell you who. Oh, no, that's okay. Um, but, uh, but yeah, I'm working on a, a Christian comedy for two two dudes that I'm really excited about. Um, and then I'm in the middle of working on a game show pilot, a comedy game show. Oh, nice. Yeah. yeah. And then uh, personally, I'm performing uh, this weekend in this competition called Monologue Madness. And it's in New York, LA, Chicago, I believe, um, Atlanta and DC. And so that's really cool. It's They run it kind of like um, a March Madness bracket for like basketball. So it's, actors get on stage I do a monologue you do a monologue and then the audience or the judges pick which one of us did better and then the one that oh, nice. I love the show that right Jen? Walker did you did you write the monologue are you just performing the monologue um, I wrote one of them you have to come prepared yeah. with three so one dramatic one comedic and one classical yeah. and so I wrote the comedic piece you know kind oh, of like really cool. <laughs> yeah, yeah and uh and then yeah but even if you don't you know win the whole thing or even advance it's just it's great exposure um, especially for somebody like me because I'm new to Atlanta newish mm -hmm. so it's you know getting in front of industry and and obviously just being on stage I just love being on stage yeah I can understand that it, it sounds like a really wonderful opportunity great it should be experience. it should be a great time I'm like very excited to I I haven't done like theater on a stage in a long time so I'm really I mean, obviously Mike we're on a stage all the time as comics but this is different this is Much you know you right yeah, you embodying somebody else's work is a totally different muscle to flex. So I'm really excited. I, it's going to be so cool. Oh, I was going to ask you about monologue, especially now. How do how do you know when you found the right monologue to fit you like a glove? They're hard to do sometimes. Yeah, I agree with that. Um, so for this, I there was a piece from a show that really resonated with me, and I knew that. Um, it was unlikely that anybody else was going to pluck this character's, you know, words out and say that's for me because it's um, it's from a cartoon, but I loved it. So I adapted it for stage and then um, I wrote my comedic, but this classical piece, which is defined by theater as anything that's 100 plus years old, uh, that I did ask other people to weigh in and help me on just because I haven't done classical theater in a very, very long time. <laughs> and there's people that, you know, they study their whole lives doing Shakespeare and Ibsen. And that's a very specific skill set that I don't focus on. So I wanted help from other people. Like, what do you think of these pieces and would would they be good for me? Just because that's not um, it's not a skill that I've practiced very often. Well, because it's, see, the thing is, um, I like uh, the method style of acting, right, Jen? It's really cool mm -hmm. to become somebody else like that, right? Is there anybody you think that would be a good teacher for, for that, that you know of? Method acting, like just in general? But just like, you know, when some people say bring yourself to the character, right? Right. I don't like that for one reason, because it's, I feel like it's kind of cheating because I want to bring somebody I'm not the character. Yeah, I mean, I think that's super individual to to the actor as to what you know you what you choose to do to prepare. Um, and and obviously because you know people people's favorite actors and actresses run the gamut, and they all have different teachers or different ways that they right like there's people who would love Keanu Reeves and then there's people that go Keanu Reeves always plays Keanu Reeves right <laughs> so but you know to but then there's people that think he's amazing um and then you have like Daniel Day-Lewis who is like method to the core oh, yeah. 
and and he but he's very intense and then there's people that go that's not healthy for you as an individual to actually take on every character and live them so it's i mean i think that's just up to the person and wherever you're going to get the best performance then yeah um i i enjoy method to to an extent but i would tend to um Somebody said something really cool to me last night or a couple of days ago, and I'm, I'm like, oh, mental note, I love that. Um, she said, you know, when somebody tells you your agent or you see a breakdown and it says, you know, we want this type, we want a Julia Roberts type or we want a Robert De Niro type, there's only that type because that actor makes such specific choices. So what you really want to do is you want them to at some point be like, we want a Mike Bachetti type, or we want a Walker. And I've never thought of it like that. And that that resonated so much with me that I'm telling like every actor I know, like, isn't that such a great like piece of advice is for you to make such specific choices to you and who you are in whatever you're playing that eventually they they associate that style with you. Jen, do you have any uh, questions you want to talk about writing or anything? What? You have any like, stuff that you want to, I love when you ask your stuff. It's really cool. I like listening to that. Too. About, it helps me when you ask your stuff to people. I love it. But I didn't hear what you asked me, but I didn't hear oh, what I'm you sorry, asked Jen. me. Oh, no, I'm, I'm so sorry. sorry, because I like when you talk to people because I'm, I'm listening to you talk and them talk, and it, it helps me, you know what I mean, seeing what's going on. Do you have anything you want to ask? Oh, um... Yeah, I did want to ask something earlier. I wanted to ask um, if you prefer comedy or acting, like the monologue thing. Do you, what do you think is going to be more fun for you? Yeah, that's you actually like a question play? that I ask myself all the time. Uh, yeah. Because you only have so much to give. And so at a point in your career, you do kind of have to say, this is the thing. Mm -hmm. um, and I love comedy. But I think the thing that I love about comedy is that it marries my first love, which is writing is my is something I've literally been doing since I could write words um, and being on stage. So if I absolutely had to pick between the two, it would it would certainly be acting just because um, it allows me to, you know, share myself with the world, which is what comedy is. Um, but the breadth of what you can do is greater because in comedy, the comics we love the most and that resonate with us the most are the people that are writing material that's truthful to them. And that is, you know, that it's their experiences with an actor. I, I, I don't just get to do my stuff. I get to take your stuff and make it mine. And so it, the possibilities are limitless. I'll never run out of things that I can do and talk about on a stage being an actor. And so if I had to choose, and it's a tough decision because I love both, but if I had to choose, I would choose acting just because it is, um, it's so freeing and you you get to be whoever you want. Yeah, that's wonderful. It's limitless. You can do whatever Yeah, you said. So um, I did have one other question about, you, since you're a writer and you love writing, have you had anything published or? I have. Um, yeah, I've been writing since I was a little kid. So I've had poems published. Um, I have too. And, okay, and, yeah. and I've written for um, other comics. So they've been on late night with jokes that I've written for them. Um, so, mm -hmm. you know, that's ghostwriting, I suppose. Um, and I'm not going to tell you who. Uh, I have a lot of great dick yeah. jokes out there that <laughs> just work better if you have a penis and I don't have one. Uh, so, yeah. Um, but yes, <laughs> you know, I'm, I, hey, we're we're living in a modern flow society. So I just felt it important to say I'm only making the claim because I don't physically have one. But, you know, if you identify as having a penis, good for you. <laughs> I, I don't have one. Yeah. So the male perspective sometimes goes over better if you have, you know, some facial hair. <laughs> yes. Thank you. Where can, where can we find you? I mean, which uh, on yeah. what sites and stuff? Just plug your website, whatever you want to. Yep, I uh, the best place to follow me is definitely still Instagram. I'll catch up with the kids on TikTok at some point, but <laughs> I do I have an Instagram handle, but I have I don't do anything with it yet. I'm still just kind of voyeuristically observing. Um, so Instagram, I'm at Trophy Comic like trophy wife, but trophy comic. And I post, you know, all my updates and things there. And then of course you can follow me on Facebook. If you're old school, I'm Walker Hayes, H-A-Y-S. 
no E. That's my that's my boo, the country music singer, and he steals my thunder all the time. He doesn't need it. He's way more famous than me. So uh, yeah, just remember H A Y S. I'm efficient. I don't need an E. <laughs> but thank you, Mark. This was so much fun. Thank I you so much for having me. And good luck with this podcast. I hope you have a. I hope you're celebrating your thousandth episode soon. I hope. I hope. <laughs> uh, hope uh, Jenny lives next door to Jack Black and I live down the street from them. <laughs> right, there you go, guys. You just got to get your mail at the right time and then big things can happen. <laughs> Absolutely. Thank you, Walker, so much. All right, bye, guys. Thank you for having Thank me. You. Bye. bye. Nice to meet you. You too. Jenny, I'm really excited about our next guest. I, I know him for a bunch of years. He is, had worked for Comedy Central for years. He's a writer, a producer. He's also a talent agent and he's just a really good guy because... He also has a, a bread baking company now, which I want to pick his brain about a little bit because as we like baked products. Right? Well, yeah, <laughs> of course right? we do. The great Jim Shepico. All right. Hi, Jim. Thanks for having me, guys. Coming over a million times over because I really appreciate it. And this is my co-host, Jenny Springs. Hi, Jim. Nice to meet you. <laughs> I don't know if you can hear me. Hey, Jenny. I, how are you? Hi. Nice to I meet think you. A delay. Yeah. Yeah. Right. It's a little bit of a delay, but it's all good. Yeah. So, are you? Oh, I think you're asking. Are you in your bread? Do you have? Is it an online bread business? I don't really under. I don't really know. Mike told me a little bit, but not a whole lot um, about your business. Um, she wants to know. Could you have it, it delivered? It is a, a virtual baker. It's yeah. a virtual bakery. Okay. You so can have virtual. it delivered if you're in like within 25 miles of uh, Plainview, Long Island. So oh, okay. it, it's so physical. I can't get any. Yeah. Where okay. are you? I'm in Massachusetts, so I, I'm, I'm out. Awesome. I love what part bread. of Massachusetts are you in? Um, I'm in the Metro West area. I'm about a half an hour out of Boston. Um, Very yeah, cool. But I, I, was, I, I was hoping I, I could get some bread <laughs> delivered. I love fresh bread. Love. If you told me Last week, I could have brought it up. I was at the Wilbur Theater on Saturday. Well, oh, were you, I, I, I have bad timing. What were you yeah. doing at the, the Wilbur Theater? Uh, one, one of my clients was performing at the Wilbur. Uh, mm -hmm. He's from Boston originally, and it was uh, it was kind of a big night for him to be performing at that kind of venue uh, well, for the hometown crowd. So, yeah, it was really cool. Jim, I was telling uh, people how I met you originally, you invite you had uh, casted me for an audition for Shorty's Watching Shorty's Heroin years ago, right? Okay. And what happened was I did one of the worst things you could do for, in front of industry people, and you were very cool about it. Some idiot heckled me after Brian just now making an announcement. So I want to say what I said earlier. Pardon my friends, Jenny. When somebody heckled me, and I go, "What fucking shit rock do your fucking father come out of?" Same one as you did. I'm like, I'm like, oh no! But I had seen you on TV, so I don't know what you look like, right? And I thought, oh no, you can race into me. You just went, <laughs> yeah. You're so cool, man. I was like, yes. That's so funny. Yeah. Yep. What do you mean? Was, you so, saw me somewhere. Uh, I had watched you on the Central when you produced stuff. Right. I guess that's how I got to meet you. Where it worked because, like, I was gonna um. Say, what do you call it? Um, Jim, have you ever been an actor or a comedian yourself or more in the street? No, I've never been uh, an actor. I would certainly never been a comedian, but I've been around comedy most of my professional life. Um, so I've been around a lot of comedians, spent a lot of time with comedians and in comedy clubs and in producing comedy things like albums and specials. And ultimately, when I started writing for television, it was all comedy. Um, I just didn't ever have, I don't know, some people know early on that that's what they want to do. And it was all, that was the furthest thing from, from my mind because I didn't even know anything about the comedy business. It kind of just evolved, you know, from what I thought my path was going to be, which I thought it was going to be some kind of music industry person because I was a musician. Um, oh, nice. growing up yeah and i was a son of a musician and i studied music in college and i had the show business bug that way 
That's and really then, cool. I love music, Jim. And I'm like horrific singing and uh, my notes are uh, I'm not good at any kind of instruments. I, I don't think I am. <laughs> Have you ever tried, Mike? I did. You know, what's really sad. Uh, when I was 10 years old, I took a drum class, right? For drums. I did too. At 10. Yeah. Go ahead. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> no, no, keep going. I just, I, I just wanted to interject that I also took snare drum at 10. Boom, 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 like the one, two, three. But I was very since childhood, Jim and and Jenny. I am a spastic when it comes to timing. It's like you know, drummer was like boom, 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 boom. I was like boom, boom. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> yeah. And I try my best, Jim. And you know, teach to my mom. I'm wasting your money and his time. He has no talent at all. Really? He was that blunt, huh? I heard that at 10 years old, Jim. It was horrible. Oh, yeah. That's uh, that's kind of tough to hear at 10, I would think. But no issues with myself, Jim. I've, it brought me so much. I never wanted to play an instrument again the rest of my life. But you know what I thought recently in the past 10 years? How good of a musician was he? Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Well, I, I, I mean, if he was John Bonham, I don't think he'd be teaching. <laughs> <laughs> and what kind of a teacher yeah. says that to a ten-year-old or a ten-year-old's mom? I don't know if you were there, but that's an awful thing to say. It's vicious. Yeah. yeah. It, it, is. it kind of devastated me for a long time, but yeah. you know what? I moved into other things because. Oh, Jim, I was going to ask you, right? Uh, Writing-wise, Jen, Jenny's yeah. a really, really well, really, really good writer as well, right? Yeah. Um, one of my favorite shows you were involved with, right, was Rescue Me. Mm -hmm. I love that show so much because I'm a huge Dennis Leary fan to begin with. I love him as an actor. And one of my favorite episodes, I don't know if you wrote this one, but this, I, my favorite episodes on that show were when he talked to his ghosts, his friends that were 9-11. I mean, that was like really, really, yeah. you know what I mean? Wonderful and intense. And there was an episode where he was... Um, rescuing a little girl on her couch. I forgot what season it was, right? Mm -hmm. And he was like talking to her and, and you can see how how sad Dennis was and you know what I mean? And like he offered her a candy bar and then she she was had died already. And I'm like, holy crap. I it brought tears, I'm not afraid to say it brought tears to my eyes. I'm like, I love that show so much. You guys did a freaking fantastic job. I, I watched it all the time. Yeah, I mean, I didn't write on that show. Um, I did executive produce the show. The Dennis did a lot of the writing and him and of course, Peter Tolan, but a lot of it came from Dennis. Um, a lot of still, those, you were those part ideas of, and stories. You were part of something phenomenal. Yeah. I mean, like, oh, you know, yeah, TV you. got so much it better was, over was, the years after that. I mean, like, I remember, you know, as a kid, I liked TV, but one of my favorite shows is Breaking Bad. Me too. I love that. How, one of my how well favorites. done it was because, I mean, like Walter White, I mean, you know, Brian Cranston was Seinfeld's dentist. You know, I mean, he played Malcolm in the Middle's dad, and they go from that to like, like a Tony yeah. Soprano type almost. Yeah. Unbelievable. Absolutely. I mean, yeah, he had it all, right? He's got the comedic chops. He did a lot of comedy stuff. So good. I heard uh, he's a nice guy. I think he, I heard he is. I really don't know. He is. I, he helped us do a pilot once. Um, we did a claymation comedy thing and he provided the voice on it before he was Walter White and he was very cool, you know. Nice. Just amazing. Just look at the hit at because Jim, who was your favorite actor? Do you have a, a I got a couple of them. What about you, Jen? Jen or Jim? I'll both you are you like you both of you guys and I'll tell you who mine is. I know who yours is, I think. Maybe. Am I right? Do you know who I'm thinking of? Um, the nice one, like, is that the one? Uh, I like, <clears throat> you know, oh, I'm trying to remember now. I'm like, wait a minute, hold on here for a second. The person that is very nice in real life. Oh, Tony Shalhoub? No, <laughs> I'm sure he's very nice in real life too, but I'm talking about, never mind. Tell me who your favorite actor is. I just lost my thought, Jim. I just lost my train of thought right now. <laughs> Whose well, name was you know, Jim? I mean, uh, from my favorite actor from watching things on television and movies, I like I'm a sucker for 70s movies. Uh, oh, nice. Interesting. 
you know, like Sidney LeMay films. Uh, I love that tone. I love the grit of those kind of things. Um, so I loved like one of my favorite movies is Dog Day Afternoon with Al Pacino. Oh, so amazing. I love the early Al Pacino stuff. Uh, he's, it's he's a little, incredible. Yeah. You know, especially that early stuff. I love him because when you see him in The Godfather, right, as Michael mm -hmm. Corleone, playing gangster roles, people can go way over the top. You know what I mean? Sometimes. Oh, yeah. So he threatened Carlo was, was going to kill the Turk. Jim, you could see how, like, his body language didn't like him. You know what I mean? He didn't have to say a word. You can tell how much hostility he had towards him without saying a word to him. And then when he threatened Carlo, right. he didn't go over the top. He was so menacing just by his tone of voice. Yes, and I love that. I do I do have a pet peeve. I can't stand over-the-top gangsters. There was actually a Brian Cranston series that was pretty good recently on Showtime where he played a judge. I forget the name of it, but it had to do the the uh, the uh, antagonist was a mobster, and I found that to be very over-the-top the way they were doing it. You know, who's a great mobster on TV? I like 80s TV and 70s. Uh, Ray Shockey. I like the more the TV show Wise Guy. Yeah, great show. And uh, Jen, who was your favorite? I want to find out. Who you did. I picked my. I forgot who my favorite actor was. Thank you. <laughs> they must not have made that much of an impression on you then. Um, my favorite actors. I have more than one, but a lot of them are from a time long gone that nobody would even know, like forties actors, thirties, forties. I love that time period. So, yeah, I like a lot of those actors. You know, so I you really watched a lot of movies from those days. I watched a ton no. of movies from. Oh, uh, these are Jen. Have you ever, Jim? Have you ever seen like some of the the film noirs or? I don't know. I some really of the didn't. Hitchcock movies. I've seen some of the yeah. I've seen the the Hitchcock stuff. Um, mm -hmm. You know, as I got into the business, like I said, I didn't study it early on, so I had to try to play catch up. Sometimes when people would be talking about Kurosawa, I would be like, "Who's Kurosawa?" And you know, like go back and and look at that um, and films like that. So I, I, I did some of that, but I have not watched a lot of the older ones. Um, but yeah. it's amazing now, like when I go pitch to executives now, they haven't seen anything. They haven't seen uh, the, the 70s movies, the 80s movies. I'm sure they haven't seen the 40s movies. Well, it's um, hard. Yeah. It's really different. It's a different world out there. Well, I'm, I'm kind of the opposite of that. I, I really watch pretty much only those kind of movies. I love And it. probably like anything past the 90s. I don't I mean, I do Neither still go to movies. I still do some I'm like movies. lost after 1986. <laughs> people will yeah. talk about things from now or, or even like certain actors from now. And even though I, I act, I don't know who half these people are. And it's like, oh, mm-hmm. <laughs> and I'm really clueless. I'm just like, oh, yeah, mm-hmm. You know, I don't really right. know, but... Um, talk about somebody from the 30s or the, even the 20s. I'm getting, I'm starting to get familiarized with, with those films. I'm starting to watch The Silence now. The Silence films wrong. are actually, some of them good. Some of them, some of them are boring. Some of them are good though. You know, you have to find the right ones. Oh, but, Paul yeah. Giamatti, that's my favorite actor. One of my favorites. You're amazing. That's not who I was thinking, Mike. Oh, oh no, Jen, who we think? You know, you, you know who I was thinking. Sorry. You know who I was thinking. Um, the, um, um Jen. Leather jacket. Oh, <laughs> you know? okay. Oh, all right. <laughs> yeah. Oh, God. Jenny, yeah, 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 yeah. later on after this thing is done, you can yeah, yeah. go crazy and scream. Uh, my Mr. Jen, I'm so sorry. Okay. I want to tell you, this is a great story she just made me bring up, Jim. Yeah. Uh, Henry Winkler. Oh, yeah. I thought he was your favorite. Great actor. What happened was, I've, uh, I've been a fan of his childhood, like a lot of people have, right? Mm -hmm. And I told him in Bennington one day, he helped save my childhood because I was this fat kid that was bullied, you know what I mean, right? And I looked up to the Fonz. So you know what Ron did? He had me and Henry come on the same show on Bennington, right? It was wow. via Zoom. And this is what I said to him. I said, to him, I, this exact word, Jim, I go, I've been wanting to tell you something in the past 46 years, right? I called him Mr. Winkler. He goes, no, call me Henry, right? So I'm like, I go... I was a fat kid that was bullied in childhood. 
you know, and I looked up to the font as a hero and it made me stand up to people later in life. I wish kids had someone to look up like that now. And he just like, mm. you can tell how real he is. He like, he, he was taken back by it. You know what I mean? Right. And it's like, he told me, he goes, I got up at 5 a.m. in LA to hear this in the morning. He goes, it's one of the best. He was so really nice to me. Jim, he tweeted at me, Happy New Year last year. It's like, whoa. It's like, I just, it's amazing how he yeah. is. He seems so like cool. a genuine, grateful guy. I know he follows a lot of comedy. Um, yeah, he, he's pretty great. He's pretty great. I haven't met him. I came close to meeting him. Because uh, we, we had a, I had a mutual friend who was his agent. And um, when I used to go to L.A. a lot and go out with a friend of mine who worked for a, a studio, I'm not going to use his name or the studio name, but we would go out for lunch and like fancy dinners. And they have an expense account and he would have to write down the guests at the dinner. And he would always put when we went out together that Henry Winkle was there because his his he was like, when I turn this in, who's going to question the bill when it's Henry Winkler and the font? (laughs) That was like an inside joke. And we did this for years. Oh, of course. I mean, like. We got the message to Henry Winkler, and I was going to surprise my friend by having Henry show up to the lunch for real one time, but it, it never happened. But it's so, it's so I, he's the kind of guy that would do it. It's like, Jim, I was going to ask you, and I think um, about the business. It's, oh, before we go into more business with this, I'm dying to find out about your bakery, and I, it's, because it's like, Jim, what made you start it? And like, I, I'm. I like food, as you can tell, especially uh-huh. the bakers you had. Like, I'm like, stuffed bread. He's going to give me a chocolate. <laughs> yeah. You know, so what happened was I was always into making pasta and bread as a hobby. And I would do it with my kids, my wife and kids on, on the weekends. And then, you know, when COVID happened, Right before COVID, I was going into Manhattan every day from where I live in Long Island. You know, it's about hour, 20 minutes each way by the time you get on the, the railroad and the subway and do your thing. And COVID crushed us all, right? Especially oh. in the entertainment business. And everything came to a screeching halt and my commute stopped. Um, there wasn't much that I could do for my clients because there was no live work. So we were doing some of these... Uh, you know, virtual type of shows or whatever, but I had a lot of time on my hands and my kids who were out of state going to school were home too because school was shut down or whatever. And we always joked about the name Side Hustle Bread. That's what we would call it inside the home. And we started an Instagram account with the first bread that we made, which was prosciutto bread, Wow. which to this day is like... No. Oh, it's tell, uh, you can tell what kind of bread it is. You'll love it. It's so good. It's an Italian semolina bread with white flour, durum flour, uh, a little bit of black pepper, salami, mortadella, aged provolone, and you salami. gotta try it. Jen, what's your favorite kind of bread if you if you that you love? My favorite kind of bread or his favorite kind of bread? Yours. Jim and Jen sound kind of the same. I I like just I like French bread and Italian bread. Just regular plain French bread, Italian bread that's hot, fresh, yeah. and good. It's yeah, hard to find that because that's how I know he went to a good restaurant. You know why I use that rule of thumb? Because usually, if the bread's good, everything else should be. I agree. I think a lot of people skimp on the uh, the bread thing, and it, and like you said, it's not easy to get. Like a lot of the the problem with the bread business, which I've learned because we've gotten to the point, you know, where we're doing a thousand loaves a weekend. Um, it's, it's perishable. Yeah. 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 Holy we crap. Have... God bless you, man. That's like, how long? I mean, I mean, I, I, you're amazing because, first of all, you do so much stuff on your own. You know, produce, manage people, write stuff, bake bread. I'm like, how many hours of sleep do you get? I'm like, whoa, I love this stuff. But it goes in waves, you know? Like, I'm not always producing stuff, I'm not always managing people. It goes in waves through the years. And I think of these things like projects and, um, you know, it's like that in terms of the producing, there's so many things that go into that. It's like conceiving a show, pitching it. 
it may get picked up. It may not. You could write something on spec. Um, it, it, it's hard to write. Jen, you probably know like eight hours a day. Oh God. Yeah. Because you know, I, I probably have two hours in me at max. Um, and, or either way, I still need to break it up. Like if you do a good two hour session, I need to step away. I need oh, yeah. to step away. Yeah. Um, and oh, like the absolutely. bakery thing for me is like another project. That's really how I look so, at it. And so when, we try to keep it to the weekends. We try to keep it to the weekends. When you have to, yeah. when you have a thousand orders, what do you, like how, how long Whoa. does that take you? So it takes us like, we'll start actually tonight. We'll start tonight's Thursday. So tonight with the sourdough stuff, which is naturally leavened, it's gotta be mixed tonight and and rise overnight and bulk proof. And then the stuff starts getting baked tomorrow morning through the night, goes through very early into Saturday morning. And then Saturday morning, we were at like a two really big markets. Well, yeah. Jim, that's another thing I'm not good at. I mean, the only thing I'm good at is comedy, acting and writing. I, I told Jenny this, I, I remember, I worked at Dunkin' Donuts when I was in high school, right? <laughs> Yeah. I worked there for two weeks. I got fired. You know what happened? I thought it was, you know, like having the creative mind of the artist and actor. So I started making donuts to a square. The back of it, right? It might... he, and this is in the late 70s, right? He goes, what is wrong? They go, well, people probably want to change over. He goes, yeah, we can have a changeover too. You're out of here. <laughs> I think you might be onto something, man. I would I would welcome square donuts. I believe in the change. Hey, thanks, because... But Jim, I was going to ask you a very serious question about the business itself, right? Uh, acting comedy, right? Mm -hmm. You're a really nice guy. He's been always very honest with me. And I totally respect that. He's always been up front. We need a lot more people like you in this because, <laughs> okay, let me ask you something, right? Does the industry like arrogant people or do you just shy away? Because it seems like some people with a big can be arrogant. And usually I find if they're arrogant, maybe their representation may be just as well. Um. I don't think the industry cares either way. I don't think that well, they dislike arrogant people as long as whoever's in front of them has the ability to make them money. Well, that's really what I believe. Um, and it's like I the industry, that term is a term I don't personally love. I know. I think it generalizes everybody into this one type of person and no, i think that's not at all you know and it's a comedy term especially um oh god they love throwing it around yeah sure. you know and they're like they're really nice people met you, it's like you were nice you're very you know what i mean cordial and it wasn't like that like some people like you know like i'll tell you one funny when i first started this in 1992 yeah when i was meeting agents a couple in a couple years in but those were like the old time guys, like they were like, "Hey, buddy, give me 150 headshots. I'm gonna make you a star, buddy." I'm like, I'm like, whoa. Right. It's a lot different now. You know, like I didn't come up through agency or anyone really, and I think that the people who come up through that way, which, by the way, one of my sons is kind of doing that. Oh, nice. Uh, you know, it. Those those people. Listen, I always worked hard and a lot of hours and and um, very focused, but they are at the big agencies. They have to churn based on how much money's coming in. Oh, yeah. And it's a whole different mindset. And maybe those people come off as arrogant. I don't know, but I, I'd hate to generalize them, too. No, it's, you're right, because, like, that's the problem I always had with people sometimes. It's like... Either I would find someone to work with me, they're really nice people who worked hard, but they had no clout that can really help me as much as I could have used. Or they were gigantic and they had like all huge people. And I understand I had to worry about the huge people first before anybody. That's an issue. That's a big issue in the business, especially in comedy. I mean, that is the way it is right now. You're either like with, you're really a, an earner and that's the only possible way to get those big agents right now. There's no in between. Like when I first started, there was more of the smaller management companies. They were common in New York in the late 80s and 90s. Or more common than now. I don't think they even exist now. 
No, no. because I remember years ago, Jim Gershade, and see people like that would develop new people. Right. You know what I mean? Now, like, I'll give you a good example. And I have a friend in California that I went to high school with. He's a writer. He has a specialized job in the agency. He works for William Morris Endeavor, right? But his job is to find scripts for his clients. You know what I mean? Like, he has, like, three people. He has Denzel Washington, Jim Carrey, and somebody else of that caliber, right? And he went to bat for me in L.A. You know what they told him? We know, we know his work. We like him. But when he starts making the kind of money Daniel Tosh does, we'll come in with him. Right. Yeah. That is the way it is. They, I mean, they were like, honest about I, that. And that's just the way it is. But you know what? That's why I started something like this, because we are, Jenny, we are in an age of empowerment now. You know what I mean? You, you, if you're sitting back on your restaurant with nothing, it's your fault. 100%. Yeah. Which right? was, I mean, you know, I, I wish you, I wish your bakery, I, I guarantee you eventually, you'll be delivering worldwide someday, eventually, probably. I'll I be doing say, what? Worldwide bakery across probably. the world. I mean, <laughs> we, we, you can get bread in Nova Scotia from your bakery. You know? I don't know. I don't know. I mean, we, uh, it's been about three, it's coming on, it's two and a half years now. And we, we are like constantly evaluating what is our step, if there is a next step, uh, or do we just keep it a hobby? You know, it's something that we, we think about. It's a tough it business. It's so delicious. And I know it is being Italian because I love your commercials you did, especially with your son. You were teaching him how to say something in Italian, and he was like, Yeah, you know. I can't even see. Jen, Jen, listen to this word, right? It's so funny. Yeah. Can you say it again? Shvuyadel. Shvuyadel. I don't even know. What, what is that? Uh, it's an Italian. Uh, it's like a lobster tail. It's, a, it's an Italian light, fluffy pastry with a ricotta uh, mixture inside. Oh, okay. And some yeah. powdered sugar on top. Yeah. Jen takes a lot of, she's been taking a lot of language. She's been learning a whole bunch of it. Like, she got me yeah. to learn German a little bit. Wow. Yeah. I, I don't think German is as hard as people say it is, at least so far. I find Italian actually to be really difficult uh, for me anyway. I don't know. Me too. Even though there are similarities between like French and Italian and Spanish and even German, I can find some similarities, but I just think it's so hard because like il mio or like mio, mia, mie, whatever. There's so many different ways to say mine, yours, yeah. theirs, ours. It's so confusing for me. Don't, don't you think Spanish is like that? That's why I never really excelled in it. Yes, Spanish is hard for me too. Yeah. I had a hard time in Spanish. Me too. I wish yeah. I wish I really paid took it more seriously i guess like back then in in i think it was middle school where i was taking it i was just trying to get through it and pass the class oh god uh, me too i was like hiding in the back jim yeah. how, how were you in school as a student i was very awkward and shy well i was a music person so i really just like and I kind of still feel like this in in ways like we all have choices that we make in how we spend our time. And my choice was not uh, making sure I did really well in school. I did okay. <laughs> I did okay. I, I was like shy. Like I was like, if the book report was called, I was like, oh no, not me. You know what I mean? Right? Yeah. But yeah, being no, a comedy I, I actor got me out of that. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. There are a lot of shy people that are actors, right? I think I I consider myself pretty shy. Uh, or I, especially when I was a younger adult. Jenny, you want to ask? Uh, I'm sorry if you take monopolizing this whole thing. You want to talk to Jim a little bit? I'm so sorry, Jen. Um, I mean, I've been talking. I, I, uh, I don't know. Is there anything you want to speak anything about? Anything you want to say? I mean, ask him about it. I'm asking Jim if there's anything he wants to talk about specifically, or no, do you well, have a favorite thing that you do? Favorite thing I do? Um, yeah. I like juggling different things. Maybe it's like, maybe I have an ADD and I, I like to work on different projects. So I'd like to break my day up into, you know, different making sure I, I, I'm accountable and doing the best job I can have for the, for the couple clients that I work with. Mm -hmm. I'd like to talk to my producing partner, Tom Saletti. We talk throughout the whole day and we talk, you know, about our projects together and come up with strategies. I love strategizing different things. And I like the same way I like to strategize with the bakery and 
what our next move is or or how we're gonna get the word out um you know and i i kind of like i like the social media thing of the bread thing it's been a creative outlet because you know one of the things about the entertainment business is like if you audition and try to get agents and you're waiting around right so when do you get the opportunity to do something so and right. that's why i you know, yeah so that's i have a podcast you know where i i talk to people as well and i have really cool conversations with people that i wouldn't have met unless i was doing the podcast mm-hmm. um i love that um yeah you know just like i love networking i really find that i do like people and I, I like finding different creative outlets. Yeah, I do too. I like all of those things. I like networking. I like being creative. I do have a problem with like concentrating on things. So I actually will write things. I'll write different things at once. I'll, I'll start writing something and then I'll like go to something else. And so I can have three projects at once and like go, go from one to the next to the next. Because I can't stay focused on something for a very long period of time. I don't yeah. know. You know, it's just I have to change it. I just have to. So throughout the day, you I mean, you yeah. write three different projects in one day. Sometimes I do, yeah. Sometimes yeah. I just focus on one thing. But... We did a painting that Jenny wrote recently, right? And the worst thing, it's so hard to find a great script, as you know. It really is because. But the thing, like we've been in that, you know, sometimes you go to acting class, and they give you scripts that are like, yeah. You know, I know we got to be a detective with the scripts, right? And the something Jenny wrote, it was like pointed out immediately, but she left things in you still had to guess about, and it's it's slow. And people talk like that in real life. Those are the kind of scripts I love, like Breaking Bad or Rescue Me, things like that. Yeah, yeah, I love those kind of shows. Have you guys seen uh, Yellowstone? No. Mm-mm. I no. put it up. I put it up with Breaking Bad. It's that good. Oh, nice. What do you yeah. think of Don't Call Saul? I, I like. Odenkirk, he's funny, but I I didn't like it as much as, as much as I, I don't know. I mean, it's... I agree. That's my I agree. I mean, people love it. People love it. I I maybe I didn't give it enough time. Me too. I know my kids love it, but I felt it was a little slower. And um, I and I know they probably did it for a very different budget, and the goal was different in making it, but uh, it didn't appeal to me as much, and I no. didn't find that uh, I had to watch every one of them. Without, 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 uh, you know, uh, Walter was kind of like, you know, yeah. so flat for some. I think I, I hope he didn't want to kill me. That uh-huh. <laughs> Bob Owen Kirk's a genius. He really he is, is a genius, right? It's like, and yeah. uh, I, my favorite characters in that show, I, I felt bad about Hank. He was a great character. He's awesome. I don't know the actor's name. I should know. Hank. I don't remember who played him. He was Walt's brother-in-law. There was a DA agent. Yeah, I think it was Dean Norris. I don't know. I never. I, yeah. Did you see? Did you see The Irishman? I watched it nine times. No. Like, you haven't seen it? I couldn't get into it. Really? Yeah. Well, I I kind of found some things a little weird with it, but like, there's an actor in there. He was on Boardwalk Empire. Uh, his name is, he played a character named Sally Bugs. Okay. And in, in the Irishman. Um, I know, I, I, I forgot his name, but he's, he was, I could have, I, I wish I would audition for that because like the character Sally Bugs was a quirky, goofy guy like me, but he was also a, 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 a mobster, you know what I mean? It's like, Interesting. and it was fun to watch. And, but the thing is nine, three and a half hours though, Jim, that's a little insane. That's crazy. That's one of the reasons I didn't watch it. I don't have that intention span. I watched it in two nights each time. So I had I spent eight hours of my life watching it nine times. I'm like, Whoa. Yeah. Yeah. But I love Pesci that much. That's why. I, I adore him. He's amazing. Have you ever met him? I would love to meet him one day. I've never met him. Never met him. But he's he's just absolutely amazing. So are he's you still so great? Are you still hitting the clubs every night? You know what? Since the pandemic. I haven't because you know why I have major heart disease right. and chronic bronchitis when this hack came out. But I've been riding up a storm because you know what's really cool. I know I told you this a couple of years ago, Jen. I had an, a CD that wanted to be number nine at Sirius XM. This is in 2019. Mm-hmm. I've been riding up a storm. I want to produce another one because 
it was so much fun to do. Absolutely. Do you, I got to get back out there, but uh, do, do you Jen, have the energy to do it? I definitely think so. Yeah. Okay. Because I love to write. I just adore writing comedy, especially because and when it flows, it's like the River Jordan. Absolutely. Jenny, you want anything you want to ask Jim? I'm sorry to keep boring you. I just want to make sure you're part. You know, I ask great <laughs> questions. <laughs> amazing questions. And Jim, we called uh, Jim. Jen is super, super, she's very super intelligent and, and a great actress and a great person to have on here with me because it's very hard to do this on your own. Yeah. It's hard. It's, hard for, it's hard for people to hear me. I know I have like a very, I have, well, I don't have like, a, I have a very soft voice, which I'm, I actually just started um, vocal instruction because I want to be able to be louder. Because people okay. are always like, talk louder, talk louder. I, it's like, I physically can't talk louder. So I'm trying you to learn. You voice. Yeah. You'd be great in voice though. You'd really do. Well, I mean, you I want to learn how to project it because half the time people don't hear what I'm saying. And you know, I talk like, and in a regular circumstance, you know, I'm talking all the time, which I'm really sh- proud of myself because I'm sitting here so nice and quietly. You sound fine here. You sound totally Thank fine you. here. Thank you. You know, sometimes that's like, a cool background you got. I love that. Thanks. Yeah, I put I made this little <laughs> kind of studio thing at my place because. Uh, oh, nice. Yeah. How long did it take? Because I'm like, I wish I could. I'm not mechanically. I got so many things I can't do, but I'd like to be comic. <laughs> yeah. uh, this again, like I. Hmm. I've done I've been doing my podcast for about six months now. Wow. Put out one one every week. So and so so I probably started it eight to twelve months ago. And this where I am right now, I just started using about a month. Such and a great half background ago. because it's Thank like you. it catches yeah. you right away, you know, and it's comfortable. You know what I mean? That's yeah, people want to see. Right? Yeah. Yeah. And but, I uh, it, it makes me feel like I'm going to work, you know, like you do these things at home and stuff. I'd like I come to this area. I set up the lighting. I do my thing and uh, I feel like I'm doing a show. So I kind of kind of who's like your favorite it. comic out of all people. I, I like Andrew Dice Clay a lot. I think he's pretty cool. Uh, you know, when I was a kid and a teenager, I would uh, my, my father would always work on New Year's Eve and we'd be I'd be home with my friends. We'd have a sleepover and we would watch George Carlin on HBO. Oh, nice. And uh, I loved it. And he always was uh, someone I I looked up to and thought he was amazing as a comedian and the type of comedy. And down the road, I got to meet him, which was really cool. Oh, nice. I yeah. wish I had. Yeah, he was really nice. Really, really nice and uh, generous with his time. Uh, so, yeah, I would say he's my favorite comedian. Um, you know, there's also so many different styles of comedy. Now oh, that especially we, today. You know. Absolutely. Yeah. So, you know, I do appreciate all different styles. So it, it also depends on the style. And, and comedy is so subjective, just like music is. Am I right or wrong? Because some people are going to like this, some people may not. And I, I just... I don't know. I mean, I, I I like Dice because I got to meet him a couple of times. Yeah. And yeah. Jen, there's a big difference with the. I was telling this to Jenny one time. The big difference between Dice character and Andrew Silverstein, way two different people. Because yeah. And I got to meet the Silverstein character, and he's like a teddy bear compared to Clay. You know what I mean? It's like, and that's yeah. only part of him. You know what I mean? People think when he first came out, they give him a hard time and they're doing this and, and that to him, but was comedy yeah and this 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 is so many good comedians and just take anyone who could stand up there for an hour and just just murder and kill the guys like tom papa uh oh mark, yeah mark normand i love me too david hell david uh, hell's an animal i've seen him the first time i saw the comedy jen there's a comic named david hell right he's been around for a long time and i went to the boston comedy club to see him because I was, no, with the open mic, he was just working on stuff. This is like 1993. He was probably a comic about six or seven years at that time, right? Jim, yep. he rocked that building. I mean, it made it shook. Yeah. He killed so much, right? And I was only doing comedy a year. And I go, I got a lot of stuff ahead of me. You got to go back to that drawer and blow it. And he's always been nice to me. I, I love the tell. He's a good guy. And then there's a he's guy that, the, 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 project i'm most proud about 
is by a comedian that a lot of people don't know, but he's known as the godfather of Boston comedy, Don Gavin. Um, I know that name. I never, I heard about him. For, I never met him, but I know who he is for sure. He was like one of the, when the Boston comedy scene first started and it had like one of the greatest comedy scenes ever. Jenny from right? Massachusetts. Yes. Yeah. And, and uh, oh, you are. Yes, yeah, you, you're right out there. You said that. Yep. And, and Stephen Wright was doing it then and all these guys. But Don was one of the guys and he inspired all the like the uh, um, Bill Burr and Joe Rogan and all those people. So I he put out an album many, many years ago that never really got distribution. And I yeah. distributed it about before the pandemic, uh, maybe six months before the pandemic. And then I went with him. And this guy, Jimmy Don, we took Don out to uh, to Los Angeles and he did Rogan and he did Burr and he did Marin and did this whole promotional tour. And it was just like to see this guy finally get his due was really cool. That's I love when I hear that because especially if you've been around. I was going to ask you very interesting. Just made me think of something right now. Right. Like. Like comics are like housewives. I remember when I first started, right? Like they're like, dude, do you see this guy go to killing, right? Like, you know what I mean? All over the place, right? And I remember people I started with, it, for some reason, it's like everybody goes, they're going to be huge, mm -hmm. right? And for some reason, it didn't happen. And then there are other people like they overlooked, like, yeah, whatever. And they became gigantic. Yeah. I mean, is there a specific why people don't just it's i mean i think a lot has to do especially now with the audience loving you now especially these days this is a difficult topic <laughs> um you know there's 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 different ways that a comedian can make it and especially back you know again my contacts and beginning in the comedy business was in 1990 well, so so around then and before and a little after you always needed besides stand up, like even if you were a stand up before that, you became really popular. How did you become popular? Because you were on the Tonight Show oh, yeah. two channels on the air. Right. So you always like it's very difficult to become a household name as a stand up comic only. It is possible. Oh, yeah. But think about how many people in the world have done it. Um. You know, so that's the thing. Other people cross over from having a show on the air, right? A Seinfeld, Ray Romano, other people, you know, do it from podcasts now is one way. But also it, that's also difficult because the market's saturated. So, you know, it's just it's tough. A lot. There's a no, lot of yeah, really funny people. people but... They're going to be huge. And we all thought and then no. And then somebody else, they overlooked and it, it's. But today, thank God we can empower ourselves because, Jen, you want to have any questions you want to ask Jim? Because I'm going to wrap this up soon. I want you to have some more fun with us. Um, I mean, I, I don't know a lot of the people you're talking about. So no, I but you can ask that. anything else about us, anything you want. Um, I don't know. What, what's your favorite thing that you do? I might have already asked. I think that was somebody else I asked. What's your favorite thing that you do? Um, if you had to pick. If you could, can you pick even? I would say it's hard for me to pick. I love writing in, in yeah. entertainment. Uh, I love writing. I love being on the set uh, when I have that opportunity and the camaraderie of working with other talented artists in all different facets and departments. Uh, I hope to be able to do that again. Mm -hmm. uh, um, so I would say that experience is a very cool experience. Networking is really great on the set too. And yeah. like talking to people. Um, like for writing, have you ever published anything or are you, are you planning to or um i've had uh you know i created a show called benders that was on ifc uh that had uh andrew schultz and chris de stefano um you know i i've written and sold pilots mm -hmm. and i'm pitching something uh by the end of the year to to hbo and netflix with my partner and oh, we hope hope to get a sale but you never know and you know, kind of constantly working on new things. But yeah, I, I only write like television and uh, I have written one feature. Um, mm -hmm. But yeah, wow, you have my, You've written a feature? Writing, I, I developed a feature based on a book uh, a couple years ago. Um, 
Yeah, but I, I really right now, I love. I just love TV. I think there's just an amazing so opportunity good for good TV. You got great actors and great writing now. It's like it's it yeah really changed in the past ten years or more, right? Yeah, absolutely. It's yeah, high it's level fun. now. It's like because like with Breaking Bad, I know I keep bringing that back, but I'm using it as an example because the writing was high level and the acting was high level, and it was just such a great balance. It came together. Absolutely. I mean, that's why it's in most of the top ten lists, right? It's just so well yeah. done. Jim, I think I, I, I was telling us to Jenny one day that right now, really good writers are golden. Am I right or wrong? Because it's like gold now. Am I right or wrong? If you can find someone that's like that, that's yeah. one thing. I think it's it's really hard to find great stuff. Am I right or wrong? At that level of writing, because some stuff is good. not to criticize you really, but some stuff is just better than others because you know you just, you just got to put this out in the script. You know what I mean? Just oh. One quick thing. Do you ever see the show um, Hell on Wheels? I have not. It's a show about the Old West from like the 1860s. Okay. But you would feel like you were there with Jesse James. Wow. So good. Because that's one thing, Jim, I, I noticed about TV that I loved. I watched something on Netflix, right? And within like five or six minutes, I'll, this was, has to be good for me. The pace and how fast TV has to, you know what I mean? That's why I love television because of the pace of it. You know what I mean? Like movies can drag on. Yeah, some movies can. They have the freedom to do that. But pace is so important, right? I, mean, I think even in television and stand-up and, and, and the, every, everything, you know what I mean? It's very important to have that, for sure, pace, right? Yeah, you want to keep the viewer or, or person in the audience engaged. You don't want them to drift off. And you want to keep them the whole time, and then they're going to want to come back next time. That's the Absolutely whole act of storytelling. Uh, Jim, uh, we're going to say goodbye to We appreciate it. Jen. We'll both say goodbye to Jim. This is so much fun. I really appreciate you guys. You You're a super busy guy. And Jim, is there anything you want to plug? Uh, check out our podcast, Bread for the People. It's available everywhere you get your podcasts. Um, yeah, that's that's my plug for right now. Thanks. It was one of the nice. That that I'm so glad. I mean, I only seen you once. Or so I only never really met you in person. But except when I got fat, except when I laced into somebody in Caroline's, which I shouldn't. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, right? That's you awesome. Should, that's how cool, right away. You like give me a thumbs up, laughing, right? Because I was like wondering. Oh no! I mean, I'll, I'll give advice to people now. Never laced into anybody during an audition like that. Am I right or wrong? No. Yeah, exactly. That's all good, though. We live and learn. Jen, you want to say goodbye to Jim? Sure. It was very nice meeting you, Jim. Nice talking to you. And I'm. it's called Bread for the People, your podcast? Bread for the People. Yeah, that's the Bread podcast. Bread for the People. I'm going to yeah. check that out. Give it a listen. Yeah. All right. Too, too Thank bad you guys you so much. <laughs> deliver to Massachusetts. <laughs> Maybe <laughs> one day. Where are you from? I meant to ask you, Rich. I'm so sorry. Long Island. Long oh, Island. Nice. My cousins, I spent a lot of time out there. My cousins lived in Massapequa when I was a kid. Yeah. I think. Yeah. And I love Long Island because it's like, especially like, I think comedy out there in that audience is fantastic. It's great. It's a great town. Great uh, area. And they love comedy out here. So it's all but anyway, good. Jim, I'm sorry for babbling so much, but we're going to let you go. But thank you all so right, much. Guys. All right. Good luck with everything. Thank you, Jim, so much. Thank you, Jim. All right. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Well, Mike, I think we had a great show, don't you? We certainly did, Jim. Thank you. It was great having Walker Hayes and Joseph Pico on. They were wonderful people, wonderful guests. Very interesting. And I would like to thank everybody for watching. And have a great day. And bye, everybody. Thank you.